What's up, everybody? You got me, Stuart Douglas, and Deshaun, PD Sim. Season 2, Men of Ann Arbor Podcast. This is Episode 1. Appreciate you guys listening. We're excited to break down Michigan basketball all year. Welcome, everybody, to Season 2 of the Men of Ann Arbor Podcast. I am back, your host, Stuart Douglas. New look this year. Nick Sauskas is not with us. He's on to other things. I'll let him announce those. I don't think he's announced it yet, but he's got uh, some other media things he's getting on to. But if you're watching the video or you hear this voice I'm about to introduce, Deshaun Sims, who I will affectionately call PD from here on out. PD, what's up, man? We played together a couple years, a couple years over in Israel. Been talking back and forth throughout the years, man. I'm, I'm excited to do this podcast with you. When they said, hey, PD wants to come on, I was like, no way. I, I, did, I didn't believe it when I heard it. Um, nah, you know, I'm excited to be on the pod. You know, me and you go way back. Um, Hell yeah. We were, we're Michigan guys. I'm a four-year guy. Um, I've been playing in Europe. Like like you say, me and you ran into each other twice, right, in Europe? Yeah, yeah. Yep, twice. We played two different stints um, in Israel. I guess we'll talk about, you know, that later. But, yeah, you know, excited to be a part, a part of the pod. Um, you know, talk some Michigan basketball and – just do and you're there part. now. Like you're in the you're in the area. Yes, I'm in the area. I can go to games. I can, you know, reach out to the players. I can do everything. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Cause I, I was not happy. The Long Beach State game. It was on Big Ten Plus. I was like, no one gets Big Ten Plus. Like where where the hell am I supposed to find Big Ten Plus? Now I got to pay for it. I didn't pay for it though. I might have to during the rest of the year. But I don't think they have that issue with the schedule anymore. But uh, yeah, we'll get into some of that stuff. We got some history together. We got stories. You and me. Um, our experiences playing with Beeline that are very unique. Yours is very different from mine because you had Amaker as well. So we'll give some different perspective there. Um, and then, you know, break down Michigan basketball as a whole this year, which so far they're exciting to watch. But we'll uh, we'll get into some of our stuff later. I want to, you know, get into Michigan basketball, this being the first episode, you know, talk about what we've seen in the first few games, what we see going forward. Um, you know, they, they're three and one, the tough loss against Long, Long Beach State on Friday. This team has been a very pleasant surprise by all means. Not, not that I think, not that I thought they weren't going to be talented offensively or they couldn't score, but I mean, the way they're pushing the ball, how they're scoring, and I think pretty efficiently for the most part here. And there, there's some things with the three ball I think they need to shore up, but like this team has been nuts. It's like watching Iowa basketball the last few years, like more offense. Defense could could stand to pick it up a little bit, but it's like it's not the normal Michigan teams I'm used to. I'm used to like beeline teams where it's like, all right, we're gonna play methodical and efficient. Now Juwan's teams are a little different, you know, built more for I think pro style offense. But this is just on a different level, even for me watching it. Man, yeah, you got Doug pushing that ball, man. He he's been very surprising this year. Doug pushing the ball, pushing the pace. We got the transfer Conwa. You know, he's been doing real good. He's passing the ball very well, too, shooting the ball very yeah. well. I think this team has, on any given potential night, two or three 20-point scores. You see in the St. John's game, um, Namari Barrett showed out in the garden. Man, like you say, it's been a pleasant surprise in the first half. I mean, the first few games. Yeah, like Burnett showed up career high against St. John's. Doug has already had two career highs so far this year in terms of points. Uh, I don't think Olivia has hit his career high, but he's had 20-point games. Um, 
Trey Jackson showed up last game against Long yeah, Beach. Long Beach State. I think he had 15 in the first half. So they they got a lot of guys that can score. Uh, Will Cheddar had a career high 20 a few games ago. Perfect from the field. Like they, they got guys that can step up and they share the ball. They got an interesting dichotomy on offense where last year you had guys holding the ball, right? Like Jet is an NBA talent. Kobe was NBA talent. That was obvious. And the ball kind of stuck with them at times. And everyone kind of looked at them like, hey, go. Like, you know, sometimes we used to give it to you and, Pete and Manny and be like, all right, guys, good luck. Go, sure. go get us a bucket. And it works sometimes. But other times, it, you know, it's not always easy to, to be efficient when you're playing offense like that. This year, it's like Doug is controlling the offense. And then when the ball's out of his hands, they're moving it. Like a little, yeah, when Olivia gets the ball, he's making a decision. He's not holding it. He's making a decision. He's passing it. And they're kind of they're passing it to get in the offense. Not they're not just like passing it hot potato to see who's gonna do something with it. So it's cool to see like that that um that chemistry is tough. We had that, right? When Beeline came in, you guys had one year Beeline, and then I came in and he was trying to revamp the offense a little bit. But like that chemistry is not easy to do with a whole new group like of transfers. They got two transfers in the starting lineup right now and and a, and a point guard who's really coming into his own, you know, trying to make a name for himself. You've gone through that. I mean, it, it's tough. It took us a while, I feel like, to get really comfortable with each other offensively, no? Yeah, so that's the thing. When, when you're in that transition stage from, you know, new coach, new offense, of course, new players, it's hard to get into a rhythm. It's hard to you, – you're kind of looking over your shoulder. You don't know um, – yeah you really looking over your shoulder, man. And the, when I was in those positions, I just always thought I had to get better because I never knew the situation. Um, of course, Beeline was different from Amaker. So yeah, I remember the Beeline's first press conference. He told me, um, no, he was, he was speaking and he was watching um, who were all late coming into the press conference. So he's looking on the outside and this is his first day. So he's looking on the outside and he's counting. And I, I didn't think nothing of it. After that press conference, he had a list of names. And before we even introduced ourselves, we were running. Yeah. So, you know, I did not you know that. Story. Sense of what you got to be prepared for when going through that yeah. transition. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. That's hilarious. Because my first day, my first workout, it wasn't even a practice. It was like one of those summer workouts with like five or six guys, you know, those ones they could do that like, didn't count as a full practice. And he, it's first drill, first rep of the first drill, and he's calling me soft already. And I'm like, we're all, all right, we're already doing this. Like, he's already testing guys. I don't think this team has it. I think this coaching staff's been there already, but um, you still got to make adjustments, right? Like, Olivier's got to come in and find his spot. That's not easy. Like, they're making it look really, really easy. It's not easy. And I know he's coming into a spot filling a need in terms of front court scoring. With Hunter gone, like there was a lot of opportunities in the front court that he's filling in, but still, like, had that comfortability where the guys trust you. They know that you're not just there to get points and like go try and get a contract in the NBA or overseas. You know, it's like, no, I'm here to win. You got to really establish that trust there. It took us a while, my freshman year, like when we finally got to the tournament, and I feel like we didn't trust each other. Like CJ didn't trust Manny. Manny didn't trust me. You know, you didn't trust Zach. Like, it was like all down the line, it was like we didn't have that complete camaraderie all the way through until the end. And then we figured it out, and it was like, oh, yeah, we if 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 we do this, like, we can be really good. Yeah, and it, it really was that adversity that Beeline put 
you know, he held us accountable. That, that's the main yeah. thing. No matter what um, you're going through um, as far as the transition, hold the players accountable. So when, when you do that, the players have to lean on each other. We have to find confidence in each other. We have to develop the camaraderie. Um, when you do that, it becomes more internal. And we start looking at um, our teammates and looking for guidance and, you know, that confidence to be able to get through that phase. No, it's a thousand percent accountability. It was everything. And that's what my sophomore year when we were ranked, what, 14th, 15th going into the year and then we had a losing record. That's what we lost all accountability. And that year just went to shit like really quick. And I think this team this year, they don't have that issue. They have a little bit of that issue on defense. I've seen Long Beach State kind of expose some of those things on the defensive side. Now it's hard. They're playing so, so up and down. And then – you know, to have all those minutes, they and they only went three deep on their bench. Um, I think it was Will, George, and right. Trey. Yeah. And then to play that up and down and then turn around and, you know, try and be perfect on defense. You're never going to be perfect. But there was a lot a lot of possessions out there. You're like, all right, you, you, you know it. When we break down film, being honest, like, all right, I could just be one more step over. I can make life so much easier on myself. If I'm in position, it tells it all. <laughs> that it hey, that all. film tells it all, Stu. Every time that film tells it all. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got to get on. Um, you got to get on Twitter on X, and and follow Ant because he's been breaking down some of this stuff. I've been watching some of his breakdowns and like I watched the game with Long Beach. I found some uh, YouTube video where I could finally watch it, but um, he's breaking down like film don't lie, like the defensive possessions. You, it's so funny, man. I, I remember our first year, my first year, and being on time like standing, like all like all these guys like standing, right? Not in not in a defensive stance, and like that's some of the things. Those are some of the things going on with this team where it's like, all right, you're standing, and then boom, like you're just out of step by like a half a step, and then your guys getting a layup, and it's everything. Like you got to be ready all the time, and we didn't. We played six guys, I think. Am I no, no? We played CJ David, maybe six or seven guys. We didn't play that very many guys. Now, and Ray started to play in the beginning, and that was short-lived because yeah. it, it was all about that accountability. You know, in college, and for Coach Beeline, too, coming in, new coach, um, have to make his mark on the program. You have to go with guys you can trust. And how do you know you can trust them? In practice, those little yeah. things. Sitting down, making sure you're sitting down in the film, making sure you're touching an extra line in the film. You know, Beeline – Recorded practices, you know, so he was holding us accountable for even practice. So, yeah, that's what. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I was watching the game and thinking in my head, like, oh, they're going to be doing box out drills, long three box out drills, because uh, it's different than boxing out regular, and then, um, you know, some help side help the helper drills, but then also the third one was defensive. Um, transition like getting back on the break and matching up with your man there was one and i and i'm not gonna blame george george is a freshman and he's still learning but he was back right he was kind of closest to um the other side when the shot went up and he ran back and there was a guy running with him from long beach but his man that he thought he was guarding had the ball up in the front court so he left that guy and went up to go get the ball and that ball the ball was already guarded Boom, layup. It's like little stuff like that, right? Like you got to – two points goes a long, long way. And there's like little things that I think this team 
they don't have to worry about the offensive side. They can still brush up some things and maybe shoot a little better here and there. But like their offensive side, I think they'll they'll just keep flowing. Yeah, they got enough guys just, on offense for sure. Yeah, it's just mistakes, right? That's that's all we ever talked about was minimizing mistakes. And mistakes aren't just turnovers. It's like those big defensive mistakes, like being in help side, having your hands up, just like little stuff like that, that I think this team, if they can do that, they can be really good. I, th- I think they can be really good. I don't know what you think. Yeah, no, no, no. And you know, like those little things, when it when you think it didn't matter, that's when you're being exposed on film. That's when you're getting um, backdoored oh, yeah. or making a layup. It's like that one time, just like you mentioned, you're coming up on – and guarding the, the ball when it's already guarded, in your mind, yep. you're, you're doing something as far as hustling or, you know, you're trying to be proactive, but you're really being stupid for real because the ball, the ball is already guarded. <laughs> so, you know, Those are the- we all went through that as players. Yeah. Yeah, when, you, when, you're, when you're on film and you're getting yelled at and you're like, I wasn't even in this play. Like, but he's like, you can always do more. You, you, can, all, you, can, always you do can always do more. That was There was one play – um, Long Beach State was on a fast break, and I, and it reminded me like what he would do, what he would say to Jordan Morgan, and and probably you too as well, like as a big man. And Terrace was running back on defense, but there was two Michigan guys in front of him guarding a fast break, and like you could tell it was going to be a play at the rim, like there was going to be a layup attempt. Layup attempt missed. The two Michigan guys kind of went out of bounds with their momentum, and Terrace, if he sprinted a little harder from the beginning, he probably could have got a rebound or a hand on the ball or affected yeah. the next follow-up. Yeah, Stuff that like point. that where you're like, where you're like, man, you're really going to make me bust my ass like 90 feet in the in the 30th minute of the game? And it's like, yeah, like there, there's always little things like that. Like that's an extraordinary play, but there's always things that on film where it's, hey, you could do it. So maybe, you know, you can always try. I'm not going yeah. to bash Terrace for that, but it's like, hey, there's some little extra stuff that can be done. Man, I've been in that position so many times. And as a player, you this always feel like, well, it was just one play. Man, I, I, yeah, it was just one play. I, I got 20 or I got five yeah. or 10 rebounds. But that play always, certain plays always come back to hunt you. Certain plays can cost games. It can be the difference between winning and losing. You know, it, it's, it's just a small little step, you know, is that yep. the extra mile, we call it. It's and it, how gratifying is it when you make that little extra play and you won the game by one possession? You're like, damn, that that's why I did it. Like stuff like that, where you feel good going home. And I've had games like that where, you know, I'm I'm one for seven with five points, maybe not even. And I had, but I had like that one play. I'm like, yeah, all right, I I did well. Like I did my job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like. Just as some simple as boxing out. You mentioned boxing out. Yeah. That one or two times that you didn't box out and you didn't even go or attempt, you turn around and look, you know, beeline, you said, check. We always had to check before we yep. bounced up, boxed out. Always check. That one time you didn't check, your man always got the rebound. Like, yep. they gave up 11 offensive rebounds yesterday. And, you the know, man. for a team that big and – had been predominantly controlling the boards over the last three games before this. Um, they got about 11 offensive rebounds. That's unacceptable. Yeah. No, 19 second chance points. That's it's so many. It's so many. I mean, you shouldn't be, I mean, if you give up like you're going to give up some just because that's that's basketball, but 19, that's a fifth, more than a fifth of what they scored. That's it's hard that's to win like that. on easy stuff. Yeah. It's hard to win like that. No, Not it to is. The turnovers. But 
Yeah, there was a lot of turnovers. It was a weird – Long Beach played a junky kind of zone that wasn't even very good, but it just makes you hesitate. And I, Again, their offense wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was good in terms of getting up points. But the turnovers, like little stuff like that, that, you know, they just got to get used to. They're, they're still learning, right? Like I don't think they played a junk zone. Did St. John's play a junk zone? Maybe a little bit. But um, – like just said, I think like, he went six or seven. I think he only went three into the bench. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't yeah. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, if they see that again, they'll be ready for it. I, I don't doubt that they'll be ready for it to move the ball. And when they did score, they moved the ball really well, like side to side, got it to the middle. And so I'm not, I'm not super worried about their passing with some of the turnovers. I think that was just kind of a hesitancy thing. But my big issue is just getting that confidence from the from the offensive side to go to the defensive side like it took us a long time to learn the patterns and and it takes five guys right because one guy gets beat you know you got to help up and you got to help the guy that helped you got to help that guy that helps like it's got to be everyone all in unison and I think that's always a part of the problem in college basketball when you see like oh this team's not good on defense and it's like they're just this much behind on recognition and for me it's when I when I was able to see where where the play was going it made my life so much easier and that's just repetition like those guys are going to get in there and it's like all right there's a drive baseline the only open guy right now is in the opposite corner the man from the wing has to go help in the corner and I'm going to be there I have to be over there to help so like I'm already on my way to my spot like two passes before it even gets there and it it makes your life so much easier stuff like that that i think they'll figure out but i think you know if if someone's gonna be called out i think there's an intensity for all of them that needs to be ramped up a little bit like you need to take offense to long beach putting up 94 points on you like that's gotta be that's gotta be eaten at you until they play memphis for real like i know that one kid was good uh was sahonis Thompson, the point guard, was good. Um, you know, they didn't have bad players. Long Beach had some good players, but yeah. you got to take it personal. Long I, Beach I always know, kept scores. Long Beach always kept um, high volume scores. And, you know, when, when they come in playing a Michigan, a team like a Michigan, big name, you know, you got guys go, coming in, they're going to go at you. So I know, um, but, but still, you got to go right. That's why you got to go right back at them. You got to match that intensity. Yeah, I, I remember playing Wayne State um, um, one year. I think it was my – might have been my second, sophomore year. And it was guys that was I grew up in the same neighborhood with. They were going mm. at me so hard. It was like worse than Greg Oden. You know, they were going at me so hard. Yeah. I mean, playing me, denying me the ball, wouldn't let me catch the ball. And from that day forward, it's like no matter who you're playing, they're going to go at your neck. You got a name on your on your chest, Michigan. They're always going to come at you, regardless. Yeah, no, a, a thousand percent, and you got to be ready for it. And I think <clears throat> there's kind of a flip side to it, where on the defensive end, you got to be sturdy and steady and make those rotations. But there's an aggressiveness, like you got to show the other team that it's not going to be comfy getting the lane today. For sure. Like Sahonis was very comfortable with the ball. At no point was he uncomfortable. He got to his lines, and I think there wasn't terrible defense played on him the whole time. But he got within 15 feet, and it was like 
he was like, yeah, he's just he was just getting to his spots. You can't let guys get to their spots like that. And and it starts from from the very beginning of the game, especially at home. Like you got to be able to protect the home court like that. When you go on the road, sure, I guess you know some guys get opposing teams get more motivated and they're more comfortable at home offensively. But when they come into Chrysler, like they should be uncomfortable. I think that that's the big ten in a nutshell, right? Like win at home. Win at you home. Win at home. <laughs> that's so crazy because. Uh, we get into the midst of the season, be like, win at home. We, yeah. We, we can make it, just win at home. And, yeah. You know, it wasn't like we went into Ohio State thinking we were going to lose, but it was like, okay, at Ohio State's really tough. At Michigan State's really tough, but we can get these games at home and get to our goal. So I don't know. You got, you got to start that pride a little earlier, but I think they'll be fine. I mean, I, I'm, if they can shore up some of those issues, and I'm just, I have no doubt the coaching staff is going to show them the, the game film and they'll get better defensively. It, it's a point of emphasis. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. Um, but I want to get into kind of some predictions and, and where you think why or what this team needs to do to be successful. So, like, you know, maybe a couple players or what they need to do offensively or defensively. Like, where where is this team going to find success? Like, if, if – if they do this, they'll they'll be in the Sweet Sixteen. What do you what do you think that is? Um, I think they need some versatile defenders. Um, we really got to see once Jace get back, how can he guard some of the guys that? Of course, we have a problem yeah. with Doug is small. We know that, so um, we can't expect him to be be our lockdown defender. Um, and Terrence, you know, seeing if these guys can guard, you know. Three yeah. or four positions. I think that's going to be key. Offense, I know for sure we got guys who can put up points. You see Will coming off the bench. Um, I think the Youngstown game played really good. Didn't miss a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey, last game. So I don't think offense is going to be a problem. I think we're going to have to find that um, kind of hybrid defensive one-two that can come in and get stops and kind of like dictate – so we won't yeah. have a guy coming in our house scoring a 35, you know. Yeah. A guy has to come and set the tone. So I think we need that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that versatility defensively is huge. There's a lot of plays in the Long Beach State game that they weren't switching, like two, three, and four positions. <clears throat> I think they were trying to keep Doug – on that little point guard or on the Silva, which makes sense. Like you can switch one, two through three or two through four, one and five stay, but they still weren't switching that. And I'm like, all right, you got all these big guys. You got Terrence. You got a lot of these wings that can play the two, the three and the four. Burnett can guard a four man. I think yes. most four men. I think you got to switch that. I think you do have to have that versatility and have those schemes ready. So I think that'll be huge. I think you're right. Jay still will come back and bring that energy and that defensive mindedness. That'll be huge um going forward and i mean when teams switch everything and they can switch everything and you cause a lot of one-on-one basketball it makes it really tough on the opposing opposing i love that type of basketball yeah it's fun yeah you want want some of these college kids playing one-on-one because they're not going to be able to score you were able to score you liked it yeah yeah for sure and you know i like the being on the other side of it taking that challenge being able to to try yeah. to stop a guard, you know, and yeah. having my teammates or my coaching staff believe in me to be able to do that. So 
that builds camaraderie too. Being able to switch three, four guys and knowing that if I switch, this guy's going to, you know, got my back. He's not just going to let the man score. So yeah, the versatility, man. No, it is. It's that challenge. Like PD, like you can guard Taylor battle. Like don't take, like switch on to him, challenge yourself, like go after him, stop him. And this is like things like that, where I think they'll start to build on Uh, my X factor is I think Terrace Reed and, and a lot of that defensively, I think to me, he has so much potential and you, he showed it last year, the energy, this game against long beach. I saw a lot of standing. Um, I didn't see as much energy as I've seen him bring before, right? Like, okay, you're going to show me that potential. Keep, keep it going, like keep it consistent. And he can be a menace defensively. I think he can be so long and disrupt so many things. And there was a couple of times, like on a, there's a two ball screens in particular where his man went up to set a screen, like going left to right. And then he got up there and he switched, right? Like, okay, as the big man defensively, you got to adjust because you're, you're, you're preparing the guard to come off this way. Okay. The, the screen flips. I got to get back over Terrace didn't get over. It created a downhill situation. Boom, layup, boom, wide open three. Stuff, little stuff like that, that he's got to be the anchor for the defense because as, as long as he's in the game and it's they're playing in the Big Ten, he's going to be in ball screens nonstop. I don't think Long Beach played that many ball screens. The Big Ten's going to be so many ball screens. You're playing Bowie. You're playing Braden Smith and Zach Eady in that pick and roll. It's just going to be nonstop. Like, he's got to be – He's got to bring that energy from the get-go. And it's tough. You know it. It's tough playing ball screen defense in the Big Ten. I think that's the toughest part of playing defense, especially when it comes to conference play. You know, that ball screen, being able to make adjustments when when the screener actually changes the direction of the screen at the last minute. You have to – and, you know, I was that big man. And it sucks when my guy is running up there and – my teammates like, oh, oh, shit, I don't have the confidence. And uh, he's going right, he's going left. You know, you have yeah. to be able to, you know, have your guys having the confidence in you to be able to come and make that right play as a big man. So he's going to face a lot of ball screens this year, a lot of ball yeah. screens. No, nonstop. And he's going to he's gonna be – he's going to have to progress there if they want to win some games. So you got to be loud, right? As the as the big man guarding the ball screen, when your man is going up set of screen, you got to be screaming. Your, your teammates have to hear you. You have to have that confidence. If he can be kind of that defensive captain, him, Jace, Jace definitely will be. I think Terrence will be a part of that for sure. I think Olivier can, can bring a little more defensively as, you know, um, as a veteran. And Terrence needs to build into that role, like really take on that role. Um, because, unfortunately, you know, I kind of feel for him a little bit because coming in your sophomore year, you're like, all right, I'm going to take a step up offensively. You know, like that next year, like, all right, I'm going to start out the year offensively. I want to average like 12 to 15. Like I'm sure he had all these personal goals in mind and these dreams. Then you get in the game. It's like, oh yeah, they scored 90 and they don't need me offensively. Like that's, you're happy for the team, but you're also like, damn, like I want to score. Like I want to be a part of that, but they don't, they don't necessarily need him to be a huge part of the offense. I think he still will be. I think in the Big Ten he'll be a much bigger part of the offense. But going forward, I think the X factor for me for him is is defense and and really anchoring that. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm I they have the potential. Like it's not like we were sitting here and thinking 
oh no, this is going to be a long year with some of these mistakes. Like some of the mistakes they're making, like the turnovers, some of the defensive mistakes, they can fix those. So I got I, I got big predictions. But if you were to give a prediction for where they're going to finish um, in the Big Ten, you know, we've seen it. You know, they, they had a lot of high hopes. After the first three games, people were like, they should be in the top 25. You know, they're definitely a top 25 team. Now they lose to Long Beach. And they're like, okay, what is this team? Are they good? I don't know. I, I'm not that. I'm not falling off the wagon that quick. I'm not jumping off the wagon that quick from Long Beach State. But give me your prediction for the Big Ten and where you think they're going to finish this year. I'm thinking, and this is my school, love it dearly. I'm thinking top seven. Um, some things defensively, like like you mentioned, they have to clean up. They have three or four more games before Big Ten play to try to clean up the – Yeah. I don't think the the schools that are upcoming are so tough um, looking forward. But, you know, Big Ten plays something different. And every time we went into a season, we we never knew what to expect. Teams, um, I remember one year, um, Wisconsin was finished, picked to finish like 10th. I I think they won the first 10 games or something. So it's ridiculous. It's like you, you never know what to expect going into Big Ten play. But going in, you have to clean up some of those defensive mistakes to be able to be competitive and, you know, make a run yeah. for top seven. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a little higher. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking top four. I just don't think the Big Ten's super great. And if they can keep that offense going, I think they'll be good. Um We've seen it, though, in the Big Ten. Like, you think that if you can have a, a great offense in the Big Ten that you'll just win a bunch of games. But Iowa never had, I think, as much success as their offensive potential could have taken them to. So you still need that defensive end of the ball. I'm, I'm thinking at least top four, um, just with where the Big Ten is at and with how this team can score. There's always question marks on the defensive end, but they're going to get – we're going we're gonna to get some answers really quick. They got Memphis – who's 3-0 right now as we record this, Oregon. Um, and then they're at Memphis, at Oregon, at home versus IU, and then at Iowa. Uh, then they got Eastern Michigan and then versus Florida. So big games. You know, none of those teams are ranked right now. I don't know where it'll be as, you know, until for the next few weeks. But there'll be some tests. Like, there'll be some tests there. You'll see where Michigan falls. I think St. John's is a good test. St. John's is a little sloppy. Like they expose St. John's sloppiness. So well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see when they face a team that's really buttoned up, and they're really disciplined. <clears throat> how they react? Like how how they're going to be when they face that defensive team where they just can't quite score as easy as they have been. And then where that ball goes? Does it go to uh, Olivier a, a lot more frequently? Does it? Does Doug keep it in his hands a lot more? I think it it will. You'll see it starting to tighten up. But that's why there, I there'll be some tests. Yeah, that's why I have yeah, that top, top seven school because yeah. you, you don't know where that ball is going to go once, you know, conference play. Um, yeah. It, it's different. Um, we might see a different dub. We might see a different um, tears uh, for, yep. for better or worse. You know, you never know. It's um, That's why I'm excited. You know, we have these three games before conference play actually start. Fix, fix, yeah, fix the things we need to fix and – I'm, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for the guys. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I think top to bottom, I'm I'm just happy for a lot of these guys. Like Terrence came back, Will came back. They've been playing really well. Um, they're taking their game to another level. Doug is taking his game to another level. Watch, it's fun to watch the transfers come in. So 
overall, just really excited to watch this team. Really been impressed with what they can do. And now, now that I got high hopes, right? Like now it's like, all right, you got expectations. Let's start living up to it. Let's start taking accountability for certain things. And I, I have no doubt they will, but it's, it's all a learning curve. So we will, we'll be back. Um, not sure exactly what our podcast schedule will be, but we'll be back breaking down games. I'm not sure when the next one will be, uh, what games will be breaking down, but we're excited uh, to break down games for you all year. Tell our stories, tell our experiences, um, just give a little slice of our life and, and how we went through it and just give some perspective on what they're going through right now as players and coaches. Um, and it's a fun time to be a Michigan Wolverine fan. That's for damn sure. So, Pete, this is a lot of fun, man. I liked, I liked episode one. What do you think? Uh, it was great, man. More to come. We have a lot. As you know, me and you have a lot of experience. We yeah. fought through those years at Michigan, man. A lot. It was some great times, some tough times, and we know exactly what those guys are going through right now. So we're just here to help them get through it, uh, share our advice, and, you know, keep it going. Yep, yep. Appreciate you, everybody, listening. Uh, we will be back. Peter, you got your you got your ex, you got your Twitter uh, fired up again? Not yet? Not yet. Okay, we got to get that going. We'll, we'll, we'll put that out there. You can find me, SWD underscore 317. Um at Beyond the Big Ten is where you can find all of us on on X and Instagram. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can download it um, or stream it. So let us know what questions you have. Interact with us on social media. We'll try to be a little more active there. Um, we're excited to get this season underway. Appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back next time. <laughs>